prisoner wishes to say a word. Hello. It's been a while, hasn't it? Some of you who follow me on Twitter will know that I had a small tumble recently, and that's laid me up for the last few months. I'd love to tell you that I was scaling a burning building to save a poor distressed animal from an incendiary sticky ending. Regrettably, I cannot. So we'll just leave it that the centre of the earth decided to pull me towards it at a great speed. In essence, I fell into a pothole and ended up breaking my ankle, fracturing a few bones in my foot and bashed my nose. My modelling career is now over. Well, before it started. Now, I don't want to go off on a rant here, but there are a couple of things I want to go off my chest, as is my want. Firstly is the recent flurry of press releases surrounding the opening of HMP5 wells. The attendance of the Secretary of State last week created a huge amount of column inches in both local and national press, and not forgetting the Ministry of Justice's own press release, which can be found on my blog. What amazes me is not only the massive factual inaccuracies in every one of those articles, but my astonishment at the journalist that reports such salacious articles, whose only reason is to report is to inflame the readers. I think the Daily Mail's headline of Inside HMP Woke is not only pathetic and damaging to the public, but it's rank bad journalism. So let me just put a few things straight. The prison is not run by Her Majesty's Prison and Probation Service, as a member of the Ministry of Justice was quoted to say when she said it was a really proud moment for HMPPS. Rather, it's run under a contract by a private operator, G4S. This was awarded to them after a long, drawn-out bidding process that will have included bids from all other private operators in the UK. Now, before some of you start decrying that the running of our prisons should be run by the state, part of me agrees with you. I do not believe that all prisons should be private. However, nor do I believe that all should be public. As someone who has been resident in both private and publicly run prisons, I ask you to hold your horses for a moment. Private prisons have a decent track record in the UK. Yes, we can recall the issues surrounding HMP Birmingham, but that was one prison out of 16. Private prisons do not appear anywhere in the bottom 50% of prisons when it comes to safety. Added to this is that HMP Five Wells has a controllers team. These are people employed by HMPPS to ensure that G4S adheres to its contract. I've had the pleasure of knowing the controller now situated at Five Wells for a number of years, and I know that she'll be keeping her BDI on the prison. The media will tell you that there are no bars on the windows. This is worded in such a way to make you think that prisoners can just open their windows and make their merry way to freedom. Wrong. The windows don't open. There's a small air vent to the right of the window covered by a grill that will allow fresh air in. The media also reports that the staff will use the word room instead of cell. Well, whoop to bloody do. It's a cell to a prisoner and you'll find that the people arriving at the prison will refer to it as such. If there isn't a handle on the inside, it's a cell. The media says that there's a new way of calling prisoners residents that will be introduced. This is not new. Most of the private sector prisons have been calling their residents residents for years. Added to that, there was once a public sector governor, HMP Berwyn, that started doing this back in 2017. Those of you who sound off on this as too cushy need to move on. There are bigger fish to fry. Oh, and here's the thing. I'll let you into a wee secret. 
We as prisoners couldn't give a rat's arse what you call us when we're inside. Although the name Con does kind of stick in our throats, and I feel the irony given my pseudonym. It will have pool tables and table tennis tables and a gym. We'll stop the press. This is so very innovative. Yeah, but wait. There's been pool tables, table tennis tables and gyms and prisons for the last 30 years. This isn't new. The Daily Telegraph goes so far as to say that the governor has now been renamed the director. Bollocks. Sorry for the sweary word, but I really am getting quite annoyed here. Private sector prisons have always named their people in charge as directors. That Telegraph article can also be found on my website, but it's behind a paywall, so spend your money on something that really matters. They're calling Five Wells a super prison. Ah, move on, people. What shocked me to the core was a statement by Dominic Rav that prisons must punish. Absolute tripe. The loss of liberty is the punishment. We don't carry out corporal punishment anymore, and he would do well to remember that. Look, it's simple. Most, if not all, of the new residents, do you see what I did there? At Five Wells, will be released one day. Indeed, they could be your next door neighbour. Do you want them locked up like caged animals for 23 hours a day and then have them released back into society? What do you think will happen? If we can give them a trade and somewhere to live, more on that in a bit, then we'll help them on the road to being productive members of society. It really is that simple. Think of this. If it was a member of your family that was in custody, then how would you want them to be treated? Before you say, well, that just wouldn't happen as none of my family would ever break the law. Know this. Most of the people that I've had the honor of meeting in prison are there for a rash five minute decision whether that be through a moment of bad temper or to feed an addiction. If we can help them realize this and realize that the world can be a decent place, then surely we have a moral obligation to do so. One last thing on five wells. The director is one of the most decent and empathetic individuals I've ever met. John McLaughlin runs his jails well and wants to give everyone under his custody a second chance in life. Yes, sure, there will be some people resident in his jail who will try and break the rules, as there is in any community, but I have no doubt that they will find that John suffers no fools. Okay, that's that then. What else has irked me recently? Oh, let's come back to Daily Snorygraph again with this wonderful headline. Belmarsh inmates invited to advise Governor improving prison sense of community with the subheader of Community of Equals Approach at High Security Jail for Britain's Most Notorious Criminals Will Baffle the Public, opponents say. Well, I haven't been able to see anywhere in that article where these opponents are quoted. They do mention a man with whom I often disagree, disagree but respect enormously, Ian Aitchison. However, knowing Ian as I do, I can with a modicum of certainty say that Ian's quotes must have been taken out of context. Ian well knows that a prison would not be, quote, ceding more and more power to prisoners, end quote, under any circumstances by purely consulting with them. What this article refers to is something called prisoner councils. These have been around in our jails for 30 plus years and again are nothing new, so why the salacious headline? Remember this, the staff to prisoner ratio in most jails when fully staffed is 1 to 30. 
That means that the staff are drastically outnumbered. Now, does the name General Custer ring a bell with you? Our prison staff are not armed with anything more than a baton. Well, some of an incapacitant spray, of which I've talked about previously. There's an often misquoted phrase that when used in error states that prisons run with the consent of prisoners. That quote is wrong, as prisoners don't consent to be there. What it should say is that prisoners run with the assent of prisoners. That is to say that prisoners' assent is there if you treat them decently and keep them safe. Then they will allow your rules to be enforced. So move on, Daily Telegraph, move on. I think the media grossly underestimate the intelligence and empathy of the public. Look, as I've said before, I'm not an abolitionist. I believe in the need for prisons. There are some people that are so very dangerous that they need to be removed from society. But I do not believe that for one minute that is the case for all 80,000 people who are locked up behind doors of which they cannot get out as I speak to you. I believe that prisons can help people get on the road to being a better member of society. I'm one of them. I left my prison cell a better person and entered it. But did the prison itself rehabilitate me? No, it did not. The people within it, both staff and prisoners alike, are the ones that gave me the faith to realise that I could be a better human being. What annoys me is the media. The media who will taint every man, woman and child behind bars as scurrilous individuals and sign-die them for eternity. To quote my literary hero here, Oscar Wilde, from his wonderful De Profundis, Society takes it upon itself the right to inflict punishments on the individual, but it also has the supreme vice of shallowness and fails to realise what it has done. Regrettably, the media do nothing other than to attempt to inflame the public's opinion on those who are less fortunate than they. My dear listeners, you would do well to read any article written or broadcast about prisons with a pinch of salt. I give you this invitation. If there's anything you want to know about prisons, reach out to someone who knows. Whether that be me or someone more knowledgeable than I, please do so. Look, you and I may not always agree, but at least you will be in possession of the facts, not the fiction that I've read over the last few weeks. Okay, I'm about to shut up. I promise. Let me just have a few minutes more of your time. The last thing that had me reaching for my brandy, well, I don't drink, but you can gather the intention, was an article written by Danny Shaw, he previously of the BBC, in his blog titled Street Talk. Again, a link can be found on my website. Danny writes that he has had sight of a document issued by the Ministry of Justice that runs to 44 pages. It's entitled Prepare for Your Future, Empower Yourself for Release. Although I've not had sight of this, I have known Danny for a few years, and I have no reason not to accept what he says is contained in that booklet. It allegedly contains a section headed Accommodation and Practical Tips for Those Who Are To Be Released Homeless. It talks about picking a building or an outside spot. It gives handy tips on finding some cardboard or newspaper to keep warm. Perhaps they could use the newspapers that I have quoted in this podcast, as that's all they're good for. And recommends that if you look clean, you might find it easier to use toilets in restaurants or department stores. You should also smell like you're not homeless. 
use an acronym that the youngins use these days, WTF. If this is not an admittance of failure, then I know not what is. Listen, people, it's, it's quite clear. We should not be releasing anyone from prison homeless. Plain and simple. Not only will it reduce the rate of reoffending that every government pledges in their manifestos to do, but it's a decent and right thing to do. When society decides to remove a person from it and lock them up, it at some point says that that person is free to rejoin it, yet it does nothing to help that person back into its fold. To follow on from that quote from dear old Oscar, when the man's punishment is over, it leaves him to himself. That is to say, it abandons him at the very moment when its highest duty towards him begins. It is really ashamed of its own actions and shuns those whom it has punished, as people shun a creditor whose debt they cannot pay, or on one whom they have inflicted an irreparable and an irredeemable wrong. I applaud all the wonderful organisations out there who work with former prisoners on gaining meaningful employment upon release. I, I really do. But there's one thing, in my opinion, that is more important. That is to give them a roof over their heads. The problem is that the local housing associations don't want to talk with the probation service or the prison service. Society doesn't want to talk about those who have transgressed its rules and it's like there's almost a blanket ban on understanding that to reduce crime and reduce recidivism there are two things that are vital. Housing and employment. You can't have one without the other. It is a stain on society that we take people from their prison cell and just push them out onto the street, all the while knowing that there's a very little prospect of them never returning. We must do better. Of course, all of this is just my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't know if you can see changes that have come over me these last few days I've been afraid that I might drift away So I've been telling old stories, singing songs that make me think about where I came from That's the reason why I seem so far